Hi, and a big welcome to another episode of Laughter and Lunges with your hosts, Catherine and Sarah. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us today. We would love it if you could rate, follow and share the podcast so that it can reach even more ears. Here's today's episode. Good evening. I am going to be joined by Sarah Cannon Coaching in a split second. Just sent her her invite. I can also see her on my Zoom screen. <gasps> yo, yo, yo. Testing, testing. <laughs> I was turning the volume up because I could hear you introducing and it was very faint. And I thought, I need Catherine loud and proud in my ears. <laughs> so I turned, I turned you up. Love it. How are you today? I am delightful, thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty chipper this week. Like, just, I we had a little vibe check in the group, didn't we, yesterday mm-hmm. about what our vibe for, well, the vibe we wanted for the week, and mine was peace. And so far, I mean, we are only on Tuesday, but I feel like I've got that sort of clarity and peace still coming through today, which is, which is very nice. I love that. And I also love the gift that you used it was like a romaine Uh, lettuce what was the pun romaine calm yeah that was it I'm sorry (laughs) very clever I love it I love it how are you doing today Catherine I'm good very cold but very good thank you yeah I've had a productive day as well so that always feels good that's like my vibe for the week is wanting to be productive and also maybe clarity as well like you just explained I thought you were gonna say wanting to be warm. <laughs> That's yeah, your vibe actually, for the week. <laughs> you actually can I change my answer? <laughs> uh, uh, I would love delightful. to be warm. I would love to be warm. We're here for another live. We sure we just are. Decided Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday this week at six forty-five. If anybody has any questions, please add them to the comments. We will try our best to answer. But we've come on with a topic, haven't we? We sure have. You, I love this because you've titled it already on the live. And for that, I am very appreciative. I can only see like half of it though. So I have to kind of guess it's a bit like blankety blank, but lack of motivation and all or nothing thinking. Yeah. That is it it. indeed. I've had um, the kind of reason that we decided to go for this topic is I've had a couple of discussions with clients today haven't we one in the group and then I've had a discussion with one of my one-to-one clients they were both just really interesting I thought they overlapped and it would be an interesting our favorite word talking point for this evening and maybe quite applicable to anybody listening agreed so did you want to give sort of a bit of background of what the conversations were about yeah let's go for it so the first conversation conversation I had this morning was with a one-to-one client and she asked me a question. So she was like, Catherine, do, do like fitness people or well, meaning me probably and other fitness people, do you always feel really motivated to go to the gym? Like it's your thing. I think she, she like described, um, she was like, d- yeah, just like gym bunnies just like really love going to the gym all the time. Or do you ever feel like you're just not motivated or you can't be bothered some days? And I was like, I feel like that a lot. Like, <laughs> not a lot, but like, I don't know, 75% of the time I'm buzzing to go to the gym. 25% of the time I'm not buzzing to go to the gym and I really have to drag my ass out the door to get there. So I think it's kind of a 
maybe a misconception that coaches and fitness people find it easy all the time? Yeah, I can hard relate to that. I think I I do count myself in one of those lucky few that generally does enjoy going to the gym. But there'll be times, and I've had quite a lot recently actually, where I just can't be bothered and like I'm really lacking the motivation to go. And yeah, it's been hard to get there. But I, I do agree with you that there's, I think, just a misconception in general, not necessarily among people who would say, you know, their fitness. Not that I'd call myself that. Hashtag fitness. <laughs> but, you know, that even people that work within the fitness industry, shall we say. But I think just in general, there's a, a misconception around motivation and almost that we should feel motivated all of the time if we want to achieve something that because we want to do that thing that we should always feel motivated to do that thing all of the time. But motivation is like any other feeling that we have. It is transient. So it will come and it will go. And that's perfectly normal. And I think recognizing that as well, that that is a perfectly normal thing for it to do. Like there's not something wrong with you if one day you wake up and you're absolutely buzzing to go to the gym and the next you're not. That's really normal and really common as well so I think recognizing that to allow yourself to be sort of self-compassionate and kind to yourself about that and you know as I said recognizing it's not that there's something wrong that that's normal and that's how our feelings work but once we identify that then it's about working out how we can do those things that we know that we want to do when we don't feel like doing them and that's where coaching can come in really helpful as well. And there's loads of different solutions that we would have when we work with clients to help them overcome a lack of motivation so that they can actually kind of get out their own way and take action. And it would be different for different people and in different circumstances. But like there's a couple that I'm thinking of already. And one of them is just like a simple reminder to yourself of how the action will make you feel. So how you feel after it. And kind of remembering potentially like the last time you did it when you didn't feel like doing it, like when you went to the gym, the last time you didn't feel like it, how did you feel on the way out? You probably felt pretty buzzing. I'm guessing like 99 out of hundred times that you go to the gym, you feel great when you come out. That's a fact. It's not actually a fact. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact for you, Catherine. (laughs) But even yeah, just something like that can be a good starting point. Agreed. Yeah. Thinking about how we feel afterwards and that reminder, I think even registering that after those sessions as well. So on any session where you go to the gym sort of afterwards, patting yourself on the back for the fact that you've been or if you're not training at the gym, you're training at home again, patting yourself on the back for doing that is so important because we often remember those times where we haven't made it or We haven't felt quite up for it and maybe we haven't been able to get there. But how about those times when we do and we get a workout in and it may be less than optimal or it may not be the best session ever, but actually we've showed up. And as we talk about often with sort of consistency, it's not necessarily about kind of the intensity of that. Often, especially in the beginning stages, we're looking at showing up and creating a habit. So if we're struggling to get a session in or get to the gym, then setting ourselves a target of even doing five minutes of that activity can be really helpful for 
building that habit of we're someone that exercises, we're someone that goes to the gym. And it doesn't matter so much then what we do around it, but we're still showing up and proving to ourselves that we're that person that does that thing. I love that. I love the idea of reducing the barrier to entry for yourself when you're really not feeling like going when your motivation is low and you're either all or nothing. Uh, You can pull yourself away from being towards the nothing side by saying, like Sarah said, okay, I'm going to do five minutes. That might look like go to the gym, start your first exercise. Once five minutes is up, you have permission to leave the gym. That's permission from us, (laughs) permission from (laughs) yourself to leave the gym. Likewise, you could do the same with training at home. That lowers the barrier to entry even more. Maybe you just do a circuit where you do 10 squats, 10 push-ups, and 10 of your favorite core exercise. Don't know if favorite and core exercise go together for everyone. (laughs) That's like, that's another option and it lowers that barrier to entry. The other thing is instead of going to the gym, which might take out a large chunk of your time during the day, and that might be the barrier that you're facing, which is leading you to feel less motivated, is you do a home workout instead of going to the gym. So you've got options there. You can move the goalposts, right? Definitely. And even with that, if you're feeling really like you're not feeling a home workout, can you get out for a walk and still do some movement that feels good for you that day? Because again, in terms of having achieved something that can help you to feel better as well if you feel like you've ticked something off and you've achieved something so it might be on that day you don't you genuinely really don't feel like going to the gym and you can sense that then that's absolutely fine but be flexible I guess with your goals and with what you choose to do instead Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will massively overestimate the I suppose like the volume of exercise that they need to put in to see progress from the effort that they're putting in. And they think, yeah, I have to go in and smash like an hour in the gym to get any benefit at all. And that's definitely not the case. Like we know from different um, studies that, you know, even up to, I think there was like a study that looked at people training over a 12 week period. And I I don't remember like the exact percentages, but people who were doing like four or less sets, or even like, I think it was less than four sets for the specific muscle group per week, still saw an increase in muscle mass on, and strength over that period of 12 weeks. Obviously the people who did more, like 10 or more sets saw more muscle growth, but it doesn't mean that if you do less than that you don't see any muscle growth at all so I think that is like another really good reminder of okay like what's the like what's the maximal kind of saturation point but also what's the minimum threshold that will still allow me to get something out of this and I think that's like a really good reminder too and it moves you away from the all or nothing thinking that perfectionist kind of attitude agreed it's that mindset that to quote whichever supermarket it is that every little helps and it does (laughs) Asda. It really is. is it? No, and then they do the Tesco. No, that was as the price. Oh, I yeah. think Tesco right, is Tesco. every little helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, joy! But almost that—that that recognizing that everything that you do is towards that goal is like another tick. Is another. I'm thinking, sorry, marbles in a jar because that's like what I used to do to like track sort of things, but it's that it's like another tick towards that goal and actually if 
you do that, it's still a tick in that right direction as opposed to, as Catherine said, it doesn't then derail everything you've done up to that point. Mm-hmm. I loved I remember you put up a post it was a while it was like at least a couple of years ago and it was the marble analogy do you want to explain what the marble analogy is for our lovely listeners viewers yeah I'll repost that great reel because I think it summed up so I think it was about it was about sort of imperfect action as well and I had to do it on two speed because I'd talk too much <laughs> but essentially it was I think it was about consistency wasn't it and almost every time that you show up and you do something you're putting a marble in the jar and that's building those steps towards that goal if you have a day where you can't get a workout in or maybe your nutrition isn't as nutritious as you would like then it doesn't actually empty that jar like you've still put in all those steps and all those marbles in this case up to that point that almost that one day where things haven't gone to plan doesn't mean that that jar is empty we've still got those foundations and that groundwork and actually in the grand scheme of things like the week the month the year that one day two days three days even a week if you're on holiday isn't going to impact the sort of amount of overall marbles really in that jar too much so it doesn't devalue your work absolutely I think that's incredible I don't have anything to add to your marble analogy thanks (laughs) (laughs) I've not lost actually I have lost them they're no longer here the jar is no longer here is that your metaphorical marbles or the physical marbles the physical marbles have (laughs) left the room (laughs) It's Halloween tonight. Tonight, it today. It is. Happy Halloween. Is that what you say? I think so. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, I saw in the group that I think Sharon had been tasked to give out sweets to anybody coming to the door, but she also put up some awesome, like a picture of some awesome decorations. And I think it was, uh, it must have been like outside her house. I think they'd gone all out and really like, oh, wow. With the decorations. Yeah. I was impressed. I did just, I will have to check that out because I am very intrigued. I did just have to pop to the shops and I did see someone out there trick-or-treating in an inflatable dinosaur costume. So that was that was when I realised it was, in fact, Halloween. <laughs> I just thought that's not a normal occurrence around here. You know, um, when so when Hannah and I were at the Halloween party over the weekend, um, there are various different outfits so quite a few like harry potter outfits i think that's probably just fits in with sort of the age group but there was somebody with an amazing outfit they were dressed as remember moaning myrtle i don't know if you're a big mm. harry potter fan yeah i've watched them recently oh have you yeah it's the um yeah the ghost moaning myrtle and their outfit they had like hopefully it wasn't used but they had a toilet seat and then put, <laughs> put it around their head and then the flap of the toilet seat was kind of up and then it had a quote that Moaning Myrtle would say like I don't know, like Harry do you want to share a stall with me <laughs> so I can't remember what the quote is or come on in the water's lovely something like that um I thought it was an incredible outfit <laughs> and it was a guy and he was wearing like a wig as well so we had like the um the little ponytail things on the side yeah it was good that's awesome very creative Sharon says, we had a penguin randomly. Last few knocking now. <laughs> Was it a real penguin? Oh, surely not. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably wise. 
Yes. But we will be back on Thursday. So if you do have any questions for that, please do send us a DM. But we will put question boxes up on our stories as well. As always, if you have any questions about Empowered Innate and whether it's the right plan program group for you, then also just drop us a DM. We are more than happy to have a chat and guide you in the right direction. If it isn't with us, then we can guide you onwards. Absolutely. And we start in five days time. So you do not have long. We have limited spaces. Head to our bios, click the link in our bios and you can sign up there. And we're buzzing to help everybody and buzzing for the new round. I love that. When when your shoulders go up, that's when you know you're either laughing or you're buzzing. And in this moment, you're buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody. Have a lovely evening and happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.